This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was totally upset with myself. During that two weeks, I did some soul searching on how I can improve. When I talk about my team, you know, one, being 1% one better, that applies to me too. So during that two weeks, I got a chance to do some soul searching to evaluate how I can get better. And during that time, I reflected on the moment at Wisconsin, but then how I can be better as a best version of myself as a head coach here, better as a person and better as a coach. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday, day one of the NCAA tournament. So we're going to dive into this. Uh, four games per segment. We've got 16 games, obviously, on the slate today. And we're going to give you picks, plays, thoughts on all these games. We'll start early with the earliest slate of games. That includes the Michigan Wolverines, the number 11 seed in the South bracket, led, of course, by Juwan Howard. Joe, he did some soul-searching. He's back now after a suspension. The chair that was empty and left empty as Phil Martelli ran the ship, uh, he can sit in it again. It's Juwan Howard's team. It's Juwan Howard's um, coaching. Uh, yeah, it's, it's his team to coach again. And he's back. And Michigan is currently, as an 11 seed, now a favorite. They're a one-point favorite in this game against Colorado State. Uh, it's interesting. It feels like a lot of the talk, I feel like most people I'm seeing are on Michigan. They have the size advantage, rebounding advantage. They will be missing their point guard. Joe, what do you think? Early game today, 12-15, Eastern tip, Michigan, one-point favorite over Colorado State. I, I think the distinction is there are a lot of betters that are backing the short favorite in Michigan, the higher seed, but much of the public really likes Colorado State. That's that's at least what I've seen so far. Uh, we, we know about David Roddy, what he brings to the table for Colorado State. 19 points, 8 rebounds per game. This number dropped a little bit after we found out about 24 hours ago that the, the point guard for Michigan Jones is going to be missing. We're talking 10 points, nearly 5 rebounds, 5 assists per game. Michigan this year, quad 1 games. Only five and ten on the season. You know, in that second half, it was just constantly win loss, win loss, win loss. Well, we'll find out what they're going to start off with, but uh, you're going to need even more from Dick Dickinson. Eighteen and eight a game, probably going to need more. Uh, five and ten in quad one games for Michigan this year. And Colorado State, you know, we talk a lot about those lucky squads, and we'll talk about one uh, coming up in a few minutes. But Colorado State could qualify as one of those lucky teams. Games decided by six points or fewer. They are 9-2 on the season. I'm on Michigan. Uh, I'm not sure where you guys stand, but a good amount of that is just the good old Mountain West fade, which could be a popular theme with me, at least to start things yeah. off. Yeah. 
I've heard a lot of people on Colorado State now that Devontae Jones is out of the mix, didn't make the trip. Um, he's a guy who can get you like 10 and a half points, four and a half boards, four and a half assists. So I don't know. I'm torn on this one. I initially have Michigan, so I'll probably just stick with it. Um, but yeah, this is now at one. So mm-hmm. I what do you think, Joji? You know what I have in the hopper at the moment? Doesn't mean it's going to be the case when things tip off. I've got Michigan as one of my survivor picks. Whoa. How about that? I was. That's interesting. I'm on the other side. side. I I, I like Colorado State. A couple of reasons. One, these teams are remarkably similar when you look at their profiles. I mean, I I think Michigan's 32 in Ken Palm. Colorado State, 34 in Ken Palm. Uh, Michigan, 19 in adjusted offense. Colorado State, 20 in adjusted offense. Almost exactly the same. Michigan, 88th in adjusted defense. Mm -hmm. Colorado State, 84th in adjusted defense. I mean, there's this reason this number is so close for the game. They're remarkably similar teams. Joe, I totally get the fade, the Mountain West thing. I just can't trust Michigan. No. Like you said it, win-loss, win-loss. And they have the least wins of anyone in the tournament. Like, this season started in early November. They only have 17 wins. And it doesn't mean they can't win this game. It's an even game. I just – I find it hard to trust Michigan. I I just – I really, really find it hard to trust them. It's like, which Michigan team are we going to see? It's – it's – I'm torn. Uh, I I just kept hearing a lot of people up in Colorado State, but maybe that's – a sign to take Michigan. It, it it's funny. There are a lot of metrics that align these teams very closely. Mm-hmm. And Ken Palm, the rankings only have them separated by uh, two spots, thirty-one and thirty-three. I guess the big difference is strength of schedule. Uh, Michigan's right. sixth toughest schedule in the nation, and then obviously Colorado State is going to drop down to number eighty. But uh, a lot of the numbers do like. So so do you want to back the team from the smaller conference? doesn't have great history in the tournament they've had luck on their side or a team that fought through the big 10 but they lost 14 times it's a kind of pick your poison there i'm, I'm rolling with the wolverines so to, i made this point on twitter last night about providence joe it's saint patty's day this is the day for lucky teams oh, oh so you colorado state line them up colorado <laughs> state line them up so i do have some uh, the case for michigan that I see is that their last 10 games were against tournament teams. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, if you include Rutgers, they went win-loss, 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 win-loss the entire way down up until that brutal second half against Indiana. And they were 11th in the Big Ten in defense. Like, their defense is just not there when they need it. Uh, Hunter Dickinson definitely could be a problem. Uh, I just, they don't really have, Colorado State doesn't really have anyone to match up with them. Um, Roddy, often the biggest guy on the floor at 6'6". So a look, I got a couple prop looks for you guys. Uh, Dickinson rebounds over eight and a half at plus money right now. And then if you look at David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens, their three point props are both at one and a half. Mm. Now they're both their best, you know, the two best three point shooters on the team. They're not necessarily volume guys, but Stevens has the most attempts on the team. He's a 38% shooter. Um, and you're getting a little bit of a discount, even though it's plus 120 on Roddy, because he's only gone over one and a half twice since February 11th. But he's he's a volume guy, and he could in this game, again, kind of like cards on the table, everyone all out. Like I feel like those guys are going to get at least four or five looks each, and you know, again, again, I guess they suspect defense at best. Yeah, yeah. There, well, there's no question they're going to get looks. So that's an interesting angle. All right, so we're we're split as a show. We're not all on the same side here. From Michigan, one-point favorite over Colorado State. 
All right, let's go to one I think we're all going to be locked in on. <laughs> uh, a 12:40 tip Eastern time. Uh, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits against Providence, the um, number four seed yeah. in the Midwest. It is the, tw- uh, the 13 and the four. Uh, uh, South Dakota State, excuse me, getting two points here. And it feels like everyone is on them, including me. Providence 12 and two in close games. Uh, South Dakota State hasn't lost since december 15th here's what i love about them they are the best three-point shooting team in the country i I just i I know it's become this like everyone's on it but i'm on it joe what do you think here providence minus two against south dakota state well if you're backing south dakota state you better love that offense because defense sucks they're outside the top 200 in defensive efficiency. Uh, we go from one game, so I have two spots in Survivor. I, at the moment, it's Michigan, and my other pick at the moment is South Dakota State to pick up 13 points. Wow, I love your Survivor <laughs> so, picks. Yeah, cool. I might be toast after today. Double digit. I, <laughs> I can't wait for this. We'll I see. mean, th- this is a great game. I mean, analytics community, we've heard it for the last couple weeks now about Providence and their luck factor. They have around eight wins that they should have lost, and perhaps that negative regression will catch up to them. In the Big East tournament, we saw Creighton go on a 31-2 to run to beat them in the semifinals. But I like the Jackrabbits, too. I bet them mm-hmm. on the money line and on the spread. So I got crazy with that one. I just think it's a bad matchup for um, Providence. South Dakota State is eighth defensively at preventing opponents to get to the free throw line. Um, one of the advantages Providence has had um, is to get to the free, fro- free throw line at the 12th highest rate. Um, and then what else was I looking at? The Jackrabbits just playing at a fast pace. And then Providence is 320th at Oof. defending in transition. I love it. I, I there's a reason everybody's on it, and I, mm-hmm. it always scares me when I hear that. But it makes a lot of sense. The best three point shooting team in the nation. They're number one in the country in effective field goal percentage points per game. They score eighty five and a half. That's good for second. Second best field goal percentage. And yeah, we have to worry about the strength of schedule, number 243 in the nation. But something else, not just luck, something else you might want to fade Providence on. Ed Cooley has not had a lot of success in the NCAA tournament. One tourney win in five appearances. Now he's 25 and five. Uh, let's see what happens this time around. But the, the better offense clearly on the South Dakota State side, and that's what everybody's riding. I also understand why he did it, but as soon as I saw the all-access thing last night, like the commercial for Providence during halftime of the Notre Dame Rutgers game, or maybe it was the first game, I was like, ooh. I was like, ah, I mean, Jay Wright's probably not doing that, you know? Probably not taking a couple hours out of the day to sit down with all the CBS cameras. Yeah. So, I mean, take, take it or leave it, but it kind of points to, eh, Maybe South Dakota State's to the move there. I think I saw that Mick Cronin piece seven times last night. It was a lot of Mick Cronin. A lot of Mick Cronin. He was all over the place. Yes. A little much on the Mick Cronin. All right, so we're on the side of South Dakota State. Let's jump jump to Memphis-Boise. 8-9 matchup in the West. It'll be a 145 Easter tip. Memphis is a three-point favorite over Boise State. Um, this is interesting. Look, Memphis, seven of their last uh, ten wins by double digits. Uh, two of those wins came against Houston. Uh, Boise is a good defensive team. I, I was thinking about the total in this game, 134. That This could be an under kind of game. I think this is a defensive game 
Aaron, what are you thinking? Memphis, Boise State. Gosh, I like Memphis ever since they got DeAndre Williams back. But Boise State, they're aggressive. Um, this is a good matchup, but they aren't a good three-point shooting team. So that's why I'm going to look at Memphis minus three or maybe even money line. Joe, I like Memphis. Um, the numbers, you know, jump to three here, but yeah. I just, you know, we've been on them and their talent. And, you know, I think we talked through a couple weeks ago, the idea of a, a run to a final four. Now I don't love it now because it's Gonzaga in round two, but I, I just, I, the talent here, plus I'm sure you want to fade the Mountain West again. Yeah, I mean, that was part of my thinking. I'm, I'm a little concerned about this one, a little bit. As the number continues to climb, you mentioned that we're up to three. Boise mm-hmm. State in uh, quad two games or higher. They're thirteen and six on the year. I'm. I think it's going to be really close defensively. They really match up. Uh, you can make the argument that Boise State's defense is even a little bit better. They, they Boise plays at a very very slow pace. Bottom line for me, uh, something that I think will will hurt Boise in the end is they can't hit a free throw to save their lives. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the talent wins out here, and they're going to miss some shots down the end at, at the charity stripe that that will just kill the Mountain West champions. So, I I'm not betting this individually. I'm already invested on Memphis futures. All of us uh, took a shot at forty to one before we saw the path on them to make the Final Four. So, I wrote them down in my brackets, but uh, I'm not betting this one ATS. Just hoping Memphis can march on. Quickly here, on Norfolk State against Baylor, it is a 20.5-point number. Baylor obviously favored by 20.5, 137 of the total. It is the 116 game in the East Bracket. The one thing that stood out, uh, so LJ Cryer is out this weekend for Baylor, the leading scorer. And just a quick note uh, on Baylor, and if you have you know survivor pools like Joe's, if you, if you want to, if you're in there, right, any other kind of survivor pool. You know, since Florida repeated 15 years ago, no defending champion has as advanced past the Sweet 16, and in each of the past four tournaments, they've been eliminated by the second round. It's a bad omen to be that defending champ and come back. Sometimes you don't even make it out of that first weekend. I'm sure Baylor gets through today, Aaron, but I would not drop the 20 and a half without their leading score. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed. There's quite a few Virginia teams that I can't bet on. Norfolk State Mm. being one of them. So this is a no play, obviously, for me. I didn't even research... I can't bet on it. It's it's you know the first day of the tournament, and man, I want to bet on Norfolk State. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I will not be touching that game. <laughs> if if the eight nine in this region was Boise Memphis, would we be talking about an upset in round two over Baylor? Yes, I think we. If if it was Memphis, I think we'd all be on it, wouldn't we? We'd be yeah. we'd be like, wow, we have the final four for Memphis through Baylor. Bet them yeah, sixteen Baylor- too. Yes. Right? Uh, as far as Norfolk State, I guess the one thing that pops to me is defensively, they haven't given up a ton of threes, but they haven't played anybody all season. Uh, that's going to be the big difference here. So, yeah, the, the Bears are just looking to get through this weekend since they're not going to have Cryer and uh, and then kind of kind of figure out where things are. It, it, Joji, have you seen anything? And they're, they're hopeful if they can get to the, the Sweet 16 round that he's going to be available? Because they're, they're – very little detail on his injury status. It, yeah, it's weird. They just keep saying he's out for this weekend, but they're not yeah. saying. Um, yeah, I mean, Scott Drew said he's confirmed. You know, he's confirmed he's out this weekend. That's it's ambiguous, right? Like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. they play. They play another slate of games against tougher teams, likely next weekend. I don't know on that. 
I'd be nervous if I was sitting on a Baylor future right now. I mean, they played well down the stretch, but then they lose the first game of the Big 12 tournament. And uh, we'll see if they can get through this weekend without their leading scorer. I will be watching this game, though, just to see how they look without him. I mean, I don't think there's any chance they lose. They're 20 and a half point favorites, but I'll be watching this to see how they look without him. So that is the tip at 2 Eastern time. Baylor, 20 and a half point favorites. If anything, the under, I would think, in this game. Uh, without their leading score and with some defense there from Norfolk State. All right, four games down. We'll dive into another slate of four coming up the other side, including Longwood against Tennessee. We have futures on Tennessee, and Longwood's been a, fa- a favorite of this show for weeks now. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks with BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.